Thanks for hitting that button. You are listening to The Mark the Shark Show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Mark the Shark Show. I hope everyone's having a great day. We have a great episode in store for you. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, guys, you ready to rock? Are you excited? Well, sit back and enjoy. And welcome to the Mark the Shark Show. Hi, this is Brandy Alexander, and you are listening to the Mark the Shark Show. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mark the Shark Show. Today, we've got a special guest, Mark Abrams. He's a uh, sound engineer and a musician, and he's got something in particular, uh, a new app that he's been working on for uh, that that helps pr- uh, musicians promote themselves. I think I'm saying it right, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, is it the Echo Punch one? Yes, correct. I know you have another app called uh, Pure Mix. Yes. It's pretty interesting as well. Yeah, so if you can... Give us an like a brief overview of of these app of this particular application. Yeah, that'd be great. This way, everybody awesome. knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Th- well, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it, and, and yeah. love the show. What you're doing, it's really cool. Uh, been able to catch some episodes and loving it. Um, yeah. So, so thanks. So, Echo Punch um, was born because uh, in my sort of day to day job, I'm a music producer and um, I spend a lot of time with artists who sink their creative energies and uh, a lot of their savings and, and money into uh, making a record. So bands, um, although they don't always uh, succeed at it, bands are very much like small businesses and they need to operate that way. They're, they have a product that they're, you know, there's investment dollars and a product and all that. And what would happen would be I would spend, um, you know, weeks to months uh, to sometimes years with an artist and they pour all of this energy into, into making the record. And then I would inevitably, you know, in the old days, I'd turn around and hand them a CD of the masters and now it's going to be a file, but I would uh, hand them the final product and and say, so what's next, guys? Like, when's it when's it coming out? What's the what's the plan? Are you going to tour? What are you going to do? And a lot of the time, they would say, well, Spotify can have it up in two weeks, so I guess we'll have it out in two weeks. We're going to go home and upload it, and it would be like, what? No, like that. There'd be no marketing plan in place, and it was pretty much just because they um, just don't understand the concept of that. So uh, one of the, my role with PureMix that you mentioned, um, PureMix is an online tutorial company um, that teaches people the art of making records. But my role with them is as the content manager. And a lot of that is interfacing with marketing. And when we release one of the videos that we release, those are expensive products to make. They're multiple thousand dollar you know, endeavors to travel with the video crew and shoot and post-production and everything. So we have a marketing plan for that, obviously. And like we have pre-shadow campaigns that, you know, let people know that something's coming. Then the, obviously the the product launch and then the post-shadow campaign telling people to go, you know, check it out. So I would constantly be in conversation with artists telling them about how we do that with PureMix. And, you know, you'd see like lights go off about how they could use social media and marketing to enhance the experience that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to take their listeners on a journey and they could use that as a tool to kind of further, further you know, explore with their audience, I guess. Um, 
so echo punch was was born out of that uh i have a programmer friend that um was after me for a long time to make a product i had no ideas of a music producer and he stopped by one day after i had one of those conversations and i was telling him how frustrating it was and he was like that's great there's our app idea so basically we built um if if anybody is familiar with buffer or hootsuite those are tools where you can go and you can create a post and schedule it to post later uh, and then when it hits that time, it's going to post for you and you don't, you, you can forget about it after you create it. So we had to create that to do what we wanted, which was, uh, help people make campaigns. So basically with echo punch, when you go in, you could just use it like buffer or Hootsuite and just make a post and it'll post for you, or you could do one of our pre-made campaigns and it'll help you solve the problem of figuring out what to post and when. So it'll ask you multiple questions, uh, and then it'll generate a bunch of posts for you with pre-filled captions that you can then go in and you could say like, for example, if you're doing a single release campaign, it would suggest, hey, why don't you tell the story of how the song came together um, or tell one of your favorite lyrics from the song might be a post. So you could go in and you could rewrite the wording to be exactly how you want it with the image that you want, uh, but it'll prompt you and, and give you ideas for posting. So we're, we're doing uh, musicians, you know, there's campaigns for live shows, for um, single and album releases. There's general 30 days of content campaigns. And then also um, uh, we're adding podcast campaigns because people who make podcasts are, you know, very similar. A podcast episode is like releasing a single. You have to announce it and let your audience know about it. So there's basically in the campaign wizard, there's things that'll help you kind of um, Get the word out about about what it is that you're doing creatively inside of Echo Punch. So yeah, I mean you're a busy man because you, I'm like looking at the websites. You got Pure Mix, which I guess is like what you say, like tutorials on mixing and producing, and recording, right? Right. Yeah. And you got this Echo Punch, which is the the app that you were just talking about. Hmm. Now, what do you think is the distinguishing features between um, Echo Punch? And let's say like the but like what is like the other yeah uh, like I use later yes and yeah sweet occasionally mm -hmm. I prefer later it's a little easier yeah um, is yours just geared towards posting the music content to different, yeah um, launching sites like Spotify or is it do social media posts as well. Oh yeah, sorry, I should specify. Yeah, um, it's for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and soon TikTok as well. So we're, we're working on TikTok integration now. But um, yeah, so we don't distribute music, but we do, uh, we help you create social media posts just like later would um, for those specific platforms. Yeah, and- Oh, oh you actually generate the content. Yeah, later you have to uh, come up, and Hootsuite, you have to come up with your own. Right. And yeah. then like your own picture or, you know, like I use Canva to design um, mm -hmm. like flyers or whatever. I guess you, I call it fire flyers or promos for podcast episodes or my YouTube videos. Yeah. And yeah. Um, well, that's pretty interesting. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And you design uh, it for them or is the system design it for them? Like, is it like a template that they put in your yeah so as far as images go and um basically we we do post suggestion right so we'll say you should tell the story behind one of the lyrics of your song and then we'll give you basically a suggestion for an image so we'll say here's an example of what the image could look like 
um, you have to go make your your own for it, but uh, you could do something that looks like this. So for like a favorite lyric for a song, it would be something like, you know, grab a font that you like that matches your brand or maybe the same thing that you used for the single artwork. And, you know, it'll kind of guide you through like, here's an idea for what you could use for that post. Yeah. Uh, in the media library, we do have stock images as well. So you can use our, our stock library. If, if you don't have an image and you just need something to put up there, yeah. there's a stock library that you can use. Yeah. Yes, for guys listening to this podcast, it's not that expensive. It's only like sixteen dollars a month. Yeah, we wanted to price it for musicians and in, in the entry level. So, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. And then I gotta say, man, I, I don't have this on. I didn't plan on doing a video, but I, I kind of wish I did because your your video camera is like oh. a player. You must be using uh, like a not a mediocre uh, webcam or something, right? Yeah, it's a it's a Canon R6. And um, this is the setup, you know, there's lighting in this room. It's it's a pre made, um, you know, this is this is where I do a lot of my mixing. But it's also I built it with video capability because of pure mix. Uh, I do so many live streams and, and video tutorials and stuff that it needs to be like a one button push to make content kind of deal. So yeah, thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. And it, now have you yourself like other than using, you know, working with this app? Like, I don't know how your, your agreement is with your friend that's a programmer, like, because it's kind of weird, right? I would think, like, he would be the owner of the company, but I guess he hits you up for ideas or something. Like, how does, how does that work? Yeah, great question. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, my partner's name is Tim Joyce, and he is a programming genius. He, like this thing wouldn't exist without him, obviously. And even because at the very first inception, I was just complaining about that conversation that I always have. And he was like, well, there's our app idea, let's go. And uh, basically our our agreement for anybody who's like kind of interested in, in the business side of these things um, is a 50-50. And uh, that means um, he basically handles everything that is related to the app, like the tech stack of the app and making sure that it's functioning and working correctly. Uh, we, you know, subcontract some things like graphic design. And, you know, when we're building the company, kind of figuring out our branding and all that stuff, we had a graphic designer that we were working with and those sorts of things. Um, but then I'm in charge of all of the content that's on the site. So uh, coming up with the campaigns, I was, you know, reaching out to social media managers and, and talking to tons of people about how they actually go about doing album releases and things like that for their for their artists that they manage. Um, so I'm handling basically everything about outreach. Um, you know, there's uh, been a number of um, wonderful people that I've met through PureMix that have been supportive of the app and um, helped us kind of get the word out a little bit about it. Uh, so yeah, that's basically like I'm I'm handling the business development side of it, and he's uh, handling making that thing as badass as it can be. Oh, okay. Because I was like yeah. wondering how that worked, because I would think he would probably want it to go to credit, but I guess like he might be like too technical to really. I, I don't know him that well, but I'm just saying like maybe he doesn't have the like the social or business skills that that you may have to. Uh, yeah, it, people in the field. So I guess yeah, he needed you to expose. The product that he came up with, I guess. So yeah, I guess that would work out. Yeah, he knew there'd be a good reach with with partnering with me. But yeah, he's also um, quite the entrepreneur, though serial entrepreneur, and uh, yeah, just fantastic to be a partner with too. It well, helps that we've been friends for twenty years, but he's also just uh, while I was learning, you know, how to make great records, he was off learning how to be the best programmer he could be, and it's kind of cool that we like came back together and, and made something. So 
Yeah. Now I got to ask you some music questions, like yeah, within the industry. Yeah. Right. Now, what what do you work with? Like a specific genre of music, or you just don't care who the artist is? You they hire you and you work with them. Is that how that works, or do you work with a recording company, or are you your own man? Yeah, um, a little of both. So I, along with Pure Mix and Echo Punch, I'm also a studio manager at a place called Vaughn Music Studios. And I have a team of engineers that is um, kind of running most of the things there now. And then I pick up projects um, rather like, you know, coming up for the first 20 years of, the, of my career, it was uh, anybody who walked in the door, right? It was just like, I just want to make records. I want to get awesome at it. And I'll do anything like and I did everything from polka to death metal you know like literally <laughs> and, um but yeah as as things have like kind of grown and all that I've, I've been fortunate to be in a position where I can um be a little bit more picky about uh what projects I want to spend time doing because I have these other things going and it's like okay this much of my day is record making and this much is you know working content pure for pure mix and then I've got echo punch now too so um it's uh lately it's been a lot of pop indie pop and uh a couple jazz records which is you know sort of off of the beaten path of that stuff so um a lot yeah i also have like a mixing uh business where people will send me their files uh and that that's from all around the world um thanks to exposure from pure mix um and yeah most of the stuff that's coming in now is like in the hip-hop pop genre and then usually at the studio, I'm doing more acoustic records. Um, that's we have a beautiful tracking room over there, so that that can be like indie rock and jazz stuff. Yeah. Now, when they say indie rock, do you mean like uh, independent musicians as opposed to musicians yeah. that work with a recording? Um, yeah, and it's it's weird that it became a genre because that's exactly what that means, right? Like indie artists are independent artists, but yeah. then that sound there there was like a sound that actually developed from from people that were doing it by themselves that wasn't being supported in the in the big leagues and yeah oh all right so so when they say indie they all have like like let's say grunge like you could tell like all right this song is grunge so indie is kind of like the same thing right yeah it's a little bit more like against you know not like it's not punk but uh i would i would say like it's like college campus rock almost you know yeah. like yeah um struggling to think of good bands like there's a band called block party that'd be a good example or okay yeah yeah um but you're also a guitar player right yeah yeah but i'm not yeah. a recording artist <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah, it's just, yeah i just do it i just do it for fun though yeah like a you know like a normal day job yeah i mean i try to play every day to get better but i i always find that fascinating i i you know like how how the whole process works and like it, it you know how it's changed right because people don't really i don't really need a label anymore right they can go to someone like you like if they want it professionally done but not with a label they can hire you yeah and then release the music to whatever um outlets they have like spotify and i can't, I can't think of the other yeah one, maybe pandora or um it's the other yeah. one that, that DJs use. I can't think of the name of it. It's like another another line online. Platform. Right. There's so many streaming platforms now. Yeah. Right. And and then that, and then that's how they do it. And then yeah. they got like um oh what's that that group? Oh man. 
I can't think of it. There's a, hold on. I have to go on YouTube real quick. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play the song, but I'm just gonna give you an example. Sweet. Right? Um, if I go to my history, right? I don't know if you go on uh, YouTube a lot. Oh but man, there is a uh, boys, <laughs> boys or something. Boys. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, hold on a second. I'll know it in a second. Hold on. I'm writing them down to check them out. Yeah. Later. yeah. Uh, trying to find the guy. Boyce Avenue, I think, is the name of the one guy. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, B O Y. Yeah, Boyce Avenue. Right. He was actually he's a he he got exposure because he used to be a vocal coach mm. on some TV show, similar to America's Got Talent, but different show. Right. But right. you got artists like him, and you know they do tours. But a lot of it, I think, comes from YouTube. Right. Oh, and then um, what's another name of uh, a band? Yeah, they formed their own after I'm looking at their Wikipedia, like after being with Universal Republic, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got. Trying to think of this name of this other band. There's like a, uh, I think they're Russian or something, but they, you know, when they sing. Is it Azamatli by chance? No, hold on. Uh, oh, they're more Latin, but yeah. Yeah, they, they do a cover of like, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to. I'll, yeah. I'll send you a video link awesome. Awesome. In, in a chat here, but that these are some of the bands like, you know, like I go on YouTube and I follow like uh Hallocene and Shershin. I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah, probably yeah, like okay. butchering, butchering, yeah. you know, let's put it in the chat. I'm definitely butchering their name, but you awesome. got like different, different groups um, like that, that I think, you know, they pay someone to do the video. So I like, I don't know how much, I don't even know how much they make money on it, but yeah, how much they pay for it, but they, they spend a lot of money. Yeah. I think on the video part. And then, you know, they just release, I don't, some of them, I don't even know if they really single. I think they just go to uh, YouTube or some of it. So right. Some other, yeah. There's another band that I, I just sort of video yesterday, just trying to find it. It's, um... It's pretty interesting, like, I mean, this day and age, like, the, the whole purpose of a record label in, in the old days was that, you know, they, they were your, you know, your investor, they, they were your advertising agency, your booking manager, yep. all of these things. And Oh, um, check out, when you get a chance, check out this channel called Goop, G-O-O-T Music. They're a real young band and and they do covers they, what they do is they just do covers of whatever like yeah. popular songs are i mean they, i was just watching a cover of uh, one direction and mm. uh they have like a whole i'm just giving you examples like adele you know really musically inclined okay. I, I don't know you know they do uh chain smokers yeah Coldplay, play uh counting stars by one republic mm -hmm. so you know, I just get I just get fascinated by like how 
different industry is, but I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's better or worse. Right. Right. Because I don't know how they do. Like, I don't know, like how they do well financially. Like mm -hmm. if they, if they actually get tours, because right now I think the big money is tours. People don't really make money from sales anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. There's a funny saying actually uh, with us and it, it's, I mean, it's not really a saying, but uh, it used to be that you would go to tour to promote the record. Yeah. And now it's completely flopped where it's like you release a record so you can promote the tour because nobody's making money on the record anymore. So, you know, at least like much less money, you know, than, than what it was. And the landscape has yeah. changed so much. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody, yeah. you know, everybody just like what listens to YouTube or Pandora or they rip it off. Yeah. There's ways yeah. you can get it off YouTube. Totally. But, uh, I'm not sure about the other platforms. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think it's a shame, but but yeah. you never know. I mean, but I, I guess in other ways, right? Maybe it exposes us to musicians that we probably would have never heard here. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah. we would wait for a person to get a recording contract, right? Now they don't need that. Right. They go right to you YouTube. And if they're talented, they'll they'll get famous that way. Yeah. And there's a saying for um for artists, there's there's the one thousand fan theory and uh it's basically that if you had say you had 1000 true fans worldwide that would spend you know say 75 bucks or 100 bucks uh, a year with you so if every year you put out you know a vinyl or like t-shirts or merch or did a tour and you had those thousand super fans that would spend 100 bucks with you you can make a, a really great living as an artist um running your own business you just need 1000 people that are willing to do that when you you know maybe like that number can be daunting for a lot of people starting out but um you know even if you just kind of break that down like even further and it's like well could you find 500 people in the world that love your music enough to spend money with you and you know it's it's much easier to do that now than it was in the past obviously mm -hmm. so there's some good things to it i think but yeah well, now people in your field doing what you do um do you feel financially secure yeah i do now way right it I took a long say. time yeah it took a long time um and i would say it took uh probably 12 years before i i got to the point that i felt that way and it was really hard to go through, you know, the first 12 years of your career, like scraping by, like, you know, there's a, a lot of investment um, with building a studio and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's stressful. Like um, in the beginning I was working for, you know, uh, 20 bucks an hour and that was while running a studio. So it wasn't even like I was pocketing all 20 bucks, you know? So yeah, yeah. it was tricky. Um, now further in my career like uh, my rates have gone up and and all that and uh you know the studio like we have people working there that you know doesn't require me to be there all the time that it's still a you know a profitable business and everything so yeah now um now i feel financially secure but it was a long way to get there for sure yeah, yeah. i just find that fascinating that whole that whole industry but it's yeah. like tricky right it's i mean you're not you know, like the musician or, I mean, you are musically related, but it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. you're still, you still struggle because you're doing, uh, I don't want to say like an artsy type of a job, but I guess you can mm -hmm. kind of say that, right? Right. Or it's not like, all right, someone's gonna pay you out of school to do what you do, right? Like, yes. 
Right. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe if you know someone, you get the job at a recording label. And right. Just like a scrub, you know, getting coffee, whatever. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's but, how I started. Yeah. I just find that fascinating. Like, um, yeah. that was a whole real point of this podcast to find people who do what they do, love it, and they make a living and feel comfortable doing it. And it's very, yeah. um, I, I commend people who stick it out. I, mm. I really do. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, now, yeah, you know, in California or somewhere? I'm actually in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, oh, okay. It's been an interesting part of the story. I just like, assume California, <laughs> you know, Hollywood yeah, everybody's over there, and yeah, it's um, that's it's another testament to how the industry has changed, um, you know, in the past couple decades, too, because you can literally be anywhere. A lot of my clients aren't in Ohio. They're, you know, I'm getting stuff from the UK all the time and from Nashville and like people send in stuff from, from, you know, music hubs or whatever to have mixed here. But, uh, I usually don't have an artist, even if the artist is in the city, they're usually not with me while I'm doing mixing. They're welcome to be, but yeah, so much of it has become remote, especially since the pandemic that it's, it's nice that I can live in a place like Columbus, um, and, and still be able to have a, a life as an artist. So it's interesting. So so your work is starts when they're done recording them, right? You're not. So is that a different person that actually does the recording for them? Yeah, that's because you take their recordings and then change it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, better. In in my mixing role, yes. So I I still produce maybe like four or five records a year where um, I'm actually in the studio and and doing a lot of the engineering and stuff. But primarily, my my role is a mixing engineer. So people will send me their multi tracks and their recordings. And then um, my job is to take what they already have and what they've fallen in love with and they were ready for it to be passed off to the next step and then make them love it more. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. It's fun. Everybody, everybody's listening. He's got, he's got a couple of websites here. You can find Mark, you know, for studio and engineering work. It's markabramsmixing.com and it's Mark with a K. I want to distinguish that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. right so you can go there you can find out more about them you can request a, co- a quote if you're you know a musician starting out and you need someone to do engineering work for your music and then for pure mix it's puremix.net and that's where you go to learn pretty much the industry like right like i guess that's yeah. the show right recording yeah. producing, mastering and mixing and then for the social media app that we were talking about, you go to echopunch.com, E C H O punch.com, and then you can sign up there. It gives you the features and the pricing. And uh, it's very. I feel like uh, it'd be a missed opportunity if we didn't make some sort of bad pun with, with yeah. punching. You yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of one right now. Echo, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you know like you're trying to about it. something off. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, man. It sounds like you're uh, very um, creative. Um, sound like an interesting guy. I'm glad I glad I had you on the show. I'm glad we had. Uh, for people who don't know, we had a little mix up with our way of connecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got that sorted out. I'm I'm glad we did. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I really yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was great having awesome you. To meet you. Yeah. And uh, for everybody, just um, stay connected. Um, we will have words from our sponsors 
after a short break. Thanks, everyone. All right. And then that's it. Are you looking for your next action thriller novel? Check out The Cabal. The saga begins. You can find it on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com or www.RitortoFamilyBooks.com. That's R-I-T-O-R-T-L FamilyBooks.com. Again, check out the next great action thriller suspense mood book called The Cabal. The saga begins. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code MarkTheSharkMMAShow. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. Hi, everyone. This is Deborah Driggs, and you are listening to the Mark the Shark Show. Hi, everyone. Well, fortunately, all good things must come to an end, and that's all we have for this particular podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you keep following my, my podcast here, the Mark the Shark Show. And keep listening and look out for future podcast episodes.